and thanks for tuning in to Plug In with Power Sports Finance, a monthly podcast that talks with industry experts about all the important trends and topics in the power sports space. I'm your host, Matt Wood, Associate Editor of Power Sports Finance. This month is January, and we are kicking the year off with a bang here. Uh, Sebastian Martel, Chief Financial Officer of BRP, is with me today talking about outlooks for 2020 and what's on the roadmap for BRP. Uh, thanks so much for joining me today, Sebastian. Well, thanks for having me. Good morning or good, uh, good day, everyone. And maybe to start us off, I'd like to get your opinion on the performance of the power sports industry last year. Uh, according to BRP's last earnings report, you know, there were some gains in the industry, but maybe looking at the year as a whole, it was flat to mild growth. You know, what are your thoughts on that? Well, uh, a good question. Actually, uh, the, the year kind of did go by quite fast and we, we forget how, uh, how it started. But if you recall, we had a very, very long winter. Uh, and, and so uh, it was good for the snow season and obviously sales were good on the snowmobile side. Uh, but it took a bit of time for, uh, for retail to pick up in the spring uh, for watercraft or even uh, obviously two-wheel products and three-wheel products and also even ORV with ATVs and side-by-side. And so everyone was a bit worried. There was a lot of talks as well about an economic slowdown, and you kind of felt that people were were on the fence uh, just waiting to decide on whether or not they would be buying their next uh, their next toy. Um, once the warm weather came, I mean, sales picked up. I mean, we had a solid second quarter. Retail was very strong with uh, personal watercraft and, and ORV. We saw good retail momentum and even market share gains on our side. And the rest of the year, it continued to be strong. I mean, uh, we've obviously introduced a lot of new products in the recent years, and we're seeing the benefit of that uh, through customers wanting those. Uh, and uh, in Q3, we reported strong industry growth and strong retail. Snowmobile was very strong in the third quarter. And for us, ORV continued, uh, continued with its momentum much more on the side-by-side side uh, and less on the ATV. But overall, uh, we, we're, we're about to end the year. And uh, financially, I mean, our year-end day is uh, Jan 31st. And for us, uh, we're on to uh, record a, uh, a historic profit for fiscal year uh, 20, which is ending. So it's been a, overall a very good year. Awesome. Yeah, and throughout um, 2020, I guess it would be fiscal year still 2019 for you guys or uh, it's a little it's, uh, it's a little different how you guys do it than what we do it over here yeah. but obviously you reported uh, you know sales growth for that time uh, what do you credit for the success that the company saw last year i think maybe you know whereas other companies were maybe seeing a bit of uh, pressure in some areas it seemed like brp you know every quarter was recording some kind of you know growth what do you uh, credit for that well, today BRP is a much different company than it was 10 years ago. 10 years ago, we could say that we were only a two-product company with snowmobiles and personal watercraft, and therefore, in terms of overall dealer value proposition, especially in the multi-brand dealerships, we had obviously a good one because we were very strong in these two product categories, but we didn't necessarily have the full spectrum of product where dealers can make money in the summer, in the winter, in the fall, and especially with the side-by-side industry, which was growing, we were absent of that. And therefore, we didn't have as much of a, 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 an appealing value proposition for, for our dealers. Today, BRP is very different. Side-by-side side represents a big part of our business. 
Uh, we've aggressively entered into the side-by-side -side industry by introducing every six months new products. And obviously that's caught the attention of consumers, but also caught the attention of dealers. And therefore today, when we sit down with dealers, while well, the dealers have a much better appreciation of, uh, of BRP and of the profit that they can make working with us, we not only have increased significantly our play in the side-by-side -side industry, but while we were heavily investing in side-by-side, -side, we also continued to innovate in, uh, in snowmobile and personal watercraft uh, with three-wheel with the introduction of an entry level. So why are we seeing the successes that we're seeing today? Obviously, there's a bit of luck in the way of what we do, but also I think it's the fact that we've been very focused on innovation. Uh, and bringing meaningful innovation to the market. Consumers see it, dealers see it, uh, and dealers see the long-term possibilities working with BRP, and I think that's why we're, uh, we're, we're delivering the solid results that we're delivering today. Mm -hmm. And how will you apply any you know, lessons uh, learned, the success that you had uh, you know, in the previous year to your upcoming fiscal year? Well, the innovation part is, is going to be always a big part of what we do, of who we are. Uh, we believe that the consumers are seeking, and like other industries, are, are, are like to have the latest technology, like to be surprised as well with great innovation. One good example of this is yesterday we've introduced uh, the first two-stroke snowmobile with a turbo from factory with a warranty as well. Uh, that's another great example of, of what we do and the innovation that we bring to the market. Snowmobile is, you could say, is a mature industry, but nonetheless, we're able to find ways to get consumers excited, have them uh, interested in the products, go to our dealers and buy products. And I think that's what we're going to continue doing in, in the next fiscal year, and our expectations are, are that we're going to continue surprising our consumers because that's what they love and that's what we love doing as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, innovation seems to be uh, a big focus uh, for you guys. I, th I think that usually when I talk to anybody uh, in the industry about uh, a BRP, like that innovation kind of uh, comes top of mind uh, for them. Even like when analysts I talk to, like it's because they, they're constantly innovating all, all their products. And that's what fuels, uh, that's what fuels growth. It fuels growth for an, a company, but fuels growth for an industry as well. Mm -hmm. gotcha. And then, you know, what are your expectations for your upcoming fiscal year? How do you uh, expect to grow? Well, uh, obviously, uh, innovation is going to be a big part of this. And, and uh, we are actually working on our strategic plan. Uh, and we've introduced that plan last October and uh, to all the investment community. Uh, so it's, it's public information, but obviously growth in side-by-side -side is going to be a big priority of ours. Uh, we are an important player in the side-by-side -side industry, but we are still relatively small compared to where we play in the snowmobile and watercraft industry. And our long-term objective is to be a solid number two player in the side-by-side -side industry with uh, over with 30% market share. We are just above 15 now, uh, and we believe that we have the product line, the dealer network, the brand, and the people as well to continue to grow this business. And that's where we're going to be focusing a lot of our time on. Gotcha.
Gotcha. And you know, looking out into you know, 2020, uh, your upcoming fiscal year, what are going to be the big challenges for the power sports market? Well, obviously, I'm not a, an economist, so I, I don't know whether there's going to be a slowdown or not. But mm -hmm. as a company, we're very focused on uh, on our job is not to predict when it's going to happen. It's to continue fueling the growth and, and fueling innovation. And so that's going to be where the focus is for us. Uh, obviously, we are growing. So for us as a company, the challenge is going to be making sure that we have the capacity to continue growing. Uh, we are investing in, in new plants and new machinery in order to allow us to, uh, to fulfill overall consumer demand. But when I step back and I look at the overall macroeconomy, it's, it's very favorable. I mean, the economy is doing well, uh, unemployment levels are low, consumer confidence is good, access to credit is also very good. So there are, I can't say there are any macro challenges for the power sport industry. Uh, we are obviously competing for disposable income. I mean, someone can decide to go on vacation or uh, buy a new side-by-side -side or a new personal watercraft. And so it's our job to continue promoting the industry, uh, continue innovating in order to continue to attract uh, consumers to our to our business. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Yeah, and looking at it from that economy perspective, like I feel like I, I, I've been reporting this space since uh, I think for about two years now. And I feel like I've always been hearing some kind of muttering of a slowdown and everybody always being like, it's, it might happen next year and then it doesn't happen. And then, well, well, it might happen next year. So it definitely doesn't, it seems like the, that level of uncertainty is in, in some way, like kind of like a, a challenge of not really knowing when that other shoe is going to drop. Well, we are, uh, we are obviously mindful of this, but again, if, if we were only... If I was always putting on the brakes and, and holding the organization and say, oh, maybe there's going to be a slowdown, for sure I'm going to be wrong. Mm -hmm. So my job is not to slow down the company, it's to continue pushing it and growing it. But on the other hand, obviously, with my job as CFO, is to make sure that I have a strong balance sheet so that if we do have a slowdown, that we're able to go through the slowdown. Yes, the financial results may be impacted, but the priority for us is to make sure that we're able to bounce back quickly after a slowdown and that we continue providing the consumers with what they want, which are new and exciting products. And so that's how we look at a potential slowdown. And that's how we manage the company and say, well, do we have a strong balance sheet? Yes. Do we have the financial cash in order to go through an economic slowdown? Yes. Uh, well, then let's not stop. And, uh, and when it happens, we'll adjust our plans accordingly. But uh, we uh, want to remain a strong competitor in this environment, and so we have no choice to continue pushing on. Gotcha. And I think one of the you know uh, big buzzwords that's kind of been around uh, the industry for a little while now has been revolving around uh, you know tariffs and how they impact um, different OEMs. Uh, I know that obviously that's something that. Uh, BRP has to deal with, I think it gets a little confusing as to which specific specific tariff, tariffs affect which companies. Do you think you can break down which tariffs, you know, if, if any at all, are kind of affecting BRP now and what your strategy is for dealing with them for the next uh, fiscal year? Sure. Well, we are a, a global company, so mm -hmm. we, we source 
materials from all over the world. We manufacture in, in different regions in North America, including Mexico and Europe as well. And we ship goods all over the world. We ship goods to over 105 countries, I think. So uh, we are subject to tariffs. We are, so we are obviously subject to free trade agreements. One of the big or the big big topic of discussion for the last few years has been NAFTA and NAFTA 2.0. Uh, we have today three manufacturing facilities in Mexico, and therefore we 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 do a lot of the stuff that we do in Mexico, and we ship it in U.S. and Canada and abroad as well. And therefore, when a few two years ago there were talks about a, a reforming completely NAFTA. Uh, we did get a lot of questions from investors wanting to understand what the implications were. Uh, and for us, for me, the way I looked at it before we started knee-jerking and opening up plants in, in other countries or than Mexico, I said, well, there's three elements that we need to know before we make a sound decision. The first one is, well, what's going to be the impact of the uh, tax rates in the various countries? Because U.S. was talking about a tax reform in parallel with renegotiating NAFTA. So I said, until we know what the tax rate is going to be in the U.S., it's not worth doing anything. Mm. Also, uh, obviously, in order to comply with free trade agreements, there's a certain amount of content that needs to be from the country of origin within your product, i.e., North America was the country of origin for NAFTA. And so what will be the requirements in terms of country of origin based on NAFTA 2.0, until you know that, i.e., I'll give you for an example. Are you going to go from 60% of North American content to 80% or from 60 to 70? That has a big impact, and that influences could influence your manufacturing strategy. And the third one was, well, what's going to be the penalty if you don't comply? If the penalty is 20%, that's one element you need to consider. But if it's 2%, well, it's a different outcome as well. And so uh, for us, the way we looked at it is we said it's business as usual until we know what the three conditions are. And ultimately, in the end, the impact on the power sport industry was very minimal. Uh, the only product which falls under the auto industry classification is ATV. Uh, and so there's been a few, a bit of tweaking around uh, NAFTA 2.0 for ATV. But for us, nothing material. And the other, the other area where it's been a big area of focus is with China, uh, with the trade war that's happening between U.S. and China. And we are not impacted significantly, not because we don't do a lot of manufacturing in the U.S., not because we do a lot of manufacturing in Mexico. Because actually when we source, obviously we look at various criteria. One of them is ultimately price. We look at lead times as well as to when, how and when we can get the material. We look at supplier know-how, quality. Uh, and because of that, we actually source very little of our components from China. And so we were not significantly impacted from the trade war with China. So in the end, uh, a lot of noise, a lot of calls that we got from uh, nervous investors, a lot of discussions with management. But because power sport industry is so small within the whole auto industry, uh, and the auto industry is very dependent on on Mexico and needing that that uh, footprint uh, in order to remain competitive on the world stage, the impact for us has been uh, very minor. 
Gotcha. And I think uh, one of my last questions for you here, and you may have already hit um, some of these points earlier, but uh, what would you say are BRP's uh, three top goals for 2020, uh, and how do you plan to achieve them? Well, Larry, as I, as I said, we've, uh, we've announced our new mission, which is our mm -hmm. 2025 mission. Uh, and our goal is to bring BRP to this year we should finish around $6 billion of revenue. Bring BRP to $9.5 billion of the, uh, revenue and, and double the EPS to uh, $7.50 in, uh, in fiscal year 25. And so around this is a strategy of growing the business. One of the big drivers is growing the side-by-side -side industry. And so it's a long-term goal, but very fo short-term focus because there's some product introductions and there's some market share gains, which happens uh, every year. And I, we've talked about growing the side-by-side -side business with more innovation. Uh, but the three-wheel business as well is an area where we believe uh, there is more growth opportunity. We just recently launched an entry-level product for the three-wheel market, which reduces MSRP by 50%. Uh, Three-wheel retail for BRP has increased by 100% in the last 12 months, so we are experiencing great success. Um, and so we're going to continue pushing on three-wheel and growing this business by increasing the level of product awareness, increasing the level of dealer engagement as well, and increasing the level of brand awareness as well for Can-Am. And lastly, the other big pillar we have is the transformation of the marine industry. We've done a few boat acquisitions in the last few years. Uh, we want to transform the marine industry a bit like we've transformed the power sport in industry, and it's by bringing more innovation to the, uh, the marine industry. And so we're in the build phase of our plan. We had a buy, build, and transform phase. We are in the build phase, and in the next few years, we're going to be making uh, important product announcements, which we believe will be uh, shifting a bit the marine industry. Uh, it is a big industry, and we believe that we can make uh, a dent in that in that industry with our with our capabilities. Gotcha. Perfect. I mean, I think that just about does it uh, for my questions. But uh, special, was there anything else that you wanted to say or add? That you didn't get a chance to any uh, you know points that you wanted to hit. Well, as I said in my intro, BRP today is a much different power sport company. Uh, for those of you who've been following us in the last 10 years, uh, you've probably seen this transformation. Uh, we, uh, we've, we've experienced great momentum. Dealers uh, are also feeling it, and, and we see it through our retail every, every month. Uh, we're at, a, at an exciting place today, and uh, stay tuned because there's more to come. Obviously, uh, we won't stop. Uh, where we are, we, we're going to continue fueling this industry like we have in the past. Awesome. Great, yeah, and I think people are looking forward to seeing how the year goes. So, uh, awesome, Sebastian, I think that, that pretty much wraps us up here, so uh, thank you so much for joining me today. I very much appreciate you, you know, taking the time, and I know that our listeners do too. Thank you, Matthew, and have a good day. I just wanted to thank Sebastian and BRP once again for having that great discussion. I'm Matt Wood, this is Power Sports Finance, and thanks for plugging in.